0: All right, so Cookie and I will just talk about this fucking match.
1: That's what I figured. Like, it's. I didn't have time to watch it. Like, this is rushed and it's not. You had working. time to watch it last night, but you got drunk and fell asleep. I, well, I would have fallen asleep anyway. There's uh-huh. no way I stay up that late. Uh huh.
2: Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh.
0: Welcome to $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Varnum. Joining me today, as always, this is another mini episode that we are doing. We are not able to have Tolbert here, which is unfortunate. Big Mike. Why are you so rushed? Because I'm frustrated with you right now, Mike.
1: You're just talking so fast.
2: This is what makes for great content, boys. When you guys, you guys get doing this, you know. Christian Harris is here as well. Uh, Hello. Hello, everyone.
1: I'm I'm glad Cookie is now Christian, not Seymour Juggs. Um,
0: Or not black, not white power.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah. You know, he got into grad school, now he has to be professional all of a sudden.
2: Precisely, I have to clean up my act. I was thinking about wearing a suit today, and I said, you know what, that might be too much. Yeah, yeah, that would be way too much, Cookie. Like,
0: suits are not, that's that's not good.
1: No. Uh, No.
0: Mike, uh, how was your
1: week? Uh, my week or my last two weeks? I mean, it's been a little bit, right? Yeah, well, yeah, it's been two weeks. Uh, it's been great, man. We got to celebrate Hudson's first birthday. We had, I smoked a ham on Easter last week. Everything's going good. I played a little rugby, played a little golf. Everything's going smoothly, except for school, man.
0: That is why we didn't have an episode last week, because I was so overwhelmed by school, These past
1: two weeks that I have been completely just nose in the books. See, I I, I was over here selling the Easter gimmick, and you you go ahead and just undercut me, man.
0: No, it's definitely not the Easter gimmick. Well, I mean, like, so my entire Easter last week was, like, being super anxious about being able to get my shit finished in time, and then it just fell apart. It was not good. This class has been the bane of my existence. It's very interesting content. I'm enjoying it. I hate the uh, the amount of work I'm having to do.
2: Is, are you guys writing papers? Like, is it just nonstop papers that you have to write? Is that what's freaking you guys out? Or
0: uh, yeah, I, I had to write a, a I had to do a large project this uh, past week, so that's why I did not play rugby yesterday. I've been going to practice. To get away from schoolwork. Um, I had to write a 10 page paper yesterday that was a little little rough. Uh it was tough. Jesus.
1: Yeah, I'm a, I'm doing a group project and an individual project. I the individual I haven't started yet at all. In my group project, I'm trying to like be the lead to like get people, you know, looking at the finish line, trying to get us going where we need to be. And so you're a motivator, kind of like how you are with the podcast. I'm feeling a lot of weight um, from my group. And so then I had this epiphany that maybe, hey, maybe I think we need to do way more than we have to do. And so it goes in waves. So right now I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to get a C, man. Last class, nine years of grad school, coming to fruition, trying to finish it out. Knock Uh, it out. I literally care like so much less than anything else I've ever cared about in my life.
0: Cookie, have you ever seen the movie Office Space?
1: Yes. Is that the one with the printer? Where they take the printer out back and beat the shit
0: out? The guy gets hypnotized into not caring about work? Yes. This is Mike right now.
1: (laughs) I would be so happy if they just demoted me to the basement and all I cared about was a fucking stapler.
0: I think that that would be a much easier life to live.
1: Uh, sometimes I, I was actually looking at the uh, Augusta national careers page and they're looking for a full-time um, laborer on their golf course. And I, I thought about applying for it.
0: Like a lawn maintenance person.
1: Like literally just digging fucking trenches and cutting grass. And that seems so nice right now. Mike, you might be overqualified for that. And that's the problem, man. At one point, I was the most overly qualified shop bitch there's ever been. I had a doctorate degree, and I was shoveling grease off of concrete floors. And now I, there's no way I get a job at Augusta just to dig ditches because I'm going to have a doctorate degree and a fucking master's degree. So I, I got to figure out what I want to do with my life, man.
0: <laughs> at this point, it sounds like you're a professional student.
1: <laughs> it's It's disgusting. I've spent more time in college, I feel like, than I have not in college.
2: Damn. And Mike, how, I want to be like you when I grow up.
0: <laughs> and you see how this is affecting him, Cookie? This is making I it either. into somebody that... that I, This sounds like a good week for a shit list for Mike, but Mike was just too busy not doing anything else.
1: I, I, I'm so apathetic towards everything that I, I couldn't even care enough to put together a shit list. Jesus Christ, this is... I mean, to be fair, I haven't put together a shit list in months. I mean, some of our newer listeners have no idea what we're talking about when we talk about Mike's shit list.
0: Mike, you are um, a, void, a void of personality on this podcast right
1: I'm now. a vacuum of suck. That's what I am. I just like literally a, like just a, a black hole of nothingness. Good uh, lord, man!
0: Cookie, um, please give me some the power of positivity right here. Give me something to, to hang on to. Give me something, Cookie, that I'm not gonna like. I feel like I need to go just like
2: call a suicide hotline or something. Right? You need to listen to the song by Logic. Uh, I believe it's called Eight Four Four Something 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 Something. It's the suicide hotline. That's what it is. Uh, Cookie, how was your week? Anyway, my week was like Bobby Roode was saying, it was glorious. And that's because I officially committed to grad school. I officially committed to Denver University. And your boy is eventually going to become a sport and performance mm-hmm. psychologist. So today was a great. Today was a great day. This week has been a great week. And uh yeah, yeah. Cookie, when will you be leaving for grad school? Uh, anytime between July and probably July. Honestly, I think I think it's be July or August, but I'm thinking it's gonna be July, like July 1st. <laughs> when uh, when does it start? Do you know? September.
0: Why why are you going up so early, Cookie? Uh, my lease my lease ends in July. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. So so what you you will be traveling cross
2: country? You will be doing all that stuff. I will I will be uh, getting the what was it called the the hitch and buggy, whatever it is, you know, I'm gonna pack my stuff up, uh, pack my my CM Punk action figure and I'm going off going to the west side, going to Denver, Colorado, man. Uh, and right now I'm just just trying to figure out first off what's a good place to live <laughs> in in Denver. Do I live in Denver? Do I live in Glendale? There's so many different places.
0: Will you be able to be fully employed while you
2: were in Denver? No one, no one, no one apparently gets a full-time job while they're in this, uh, this program. So partially I will be part partially employed right now. Why is that cookie? Uh, that's because I already have a work study. So I I already got work study going on for me. I might do a part-time job on top of that. And I'm going to be taking, you know, 15 hours. I think a full-time job might be a little too much for your boy.
0: Uh, cookie. How, how long is this program? Two years, two years. All right. So what what will you be doing? Will you be giving motivational speeches to NFL teams? What
2: what, what are you going to be doing uh, with this degree? So eventually that's what I want to do. Your boy wants to work with the high, the elite athletes. No pun intended. I want to work with, uh, if I get my own choice, obviously I'm going to want to work with, you know, if I could wrestlers, that'd be dope. Okay. That'd be cool. I think that'd be really cool to like work with AEW, just throwing it out there. Um, But, you know, to do that, I need to get a doctorate. I need to get that that P, that PsyD, which is what the psychology department calls that, it's the PsyD instead of a PhD, uh, to be that type of clinician. So with the master's degree, I could do some work with like, you know, middle schools, local teams, (laughs) stuff like that. (laughs) Well, I can't do much with it. I can't. I can't work with the elite athletes with just the masters.
0: I know you kids are a pop Warner team, but I want you guys to know that you guys are the future of sports.
2: This is I the golly. power of positivity.
1: Cookie, you uh, you want to go dig ditches with me in Augusta?
2: Honestly, if it pays well, Mike, hand <laughs> me a shovel. <laughs> hand me a shovel, brother.
0: <laughs> uh, Cookie, so. I, what exactly
2: is sports psychology? Sport and performance psychology, it it deals with, it deals with motivation. It deals with different hurdles that the athlete might go through. Um, and this is, it, this may not be, uh, it may not be something as simple as motivation or self-esteem. It could be something uh, as powerful as the bulimia or any other type of anxiety disorder All these different things that athletes may be going through, Um, it could be something that they're dealing with at home. It could be uh, a parent dying or something traumatic like COVID-19. All of these things that that an athlete has to deal with or think about um, before a big game is, you know, they may consult a, a psychologist before that big game. Because of the because of these things that they're going through, so it, it deals with specifically the athlete, spef- specifically the performer, any type of high risk occupation, military, firefighters,
1: et cetera, et cetera. So- Cookie, wait, wait, wait. Cookie, would no, you no, 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 able- no, 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 Mike. No, no, Mike, 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 no, 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 no. I I I'm going to mute follow. you. No, I want. To I'm going to mute you, Mike.
0: Mike, <laughs> give me a second. Hey, Cookie, right. before you do anything. I yeah. want to see maybe, like, could, could we walk through something? I know an athlete right now uh-huh. who is very, very demotivated. This okay. athlete is going through school right now. He is a rugby player. Uh, he <laughs> doesn't know what's going on with his life. He just wants to get by. He just wants to get a C in his classes when he's yes, yes. reaching for those higher
2: goals. What would uh-huh. you say to this person, this human being right now? To, to that person, you know what I would tell them? I would tell them I would look at the past and I would look at something that brought you happiness, something that maybe uh, brought you something. It brought you closer uh, uh, to that being that you are, that that uh, that the angry person that you are. You know, I know that there are things that would, you know, make him so angry, but it would bring him so much joy at the same time. He was happy in those days. He was very happy, you know. He may be a cynical person. And you know what? Cynical people need they need anger. They need they need that uh, that uh they need that that lack of faith in, in humanity is what they need. So I would tell that person whoever it name, may be. Whoever it may be, yeah. I'm not sure who it is, I would tell them to look back at the hate. I would tell them to watch. <laughs> the Chappelle show, and watch the player hate his ball and get motivation from that. Get that hate back into your heart.
1: So, so you're, you're saying find my inner fire. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that like,
0: uh, we would never say that you were the subject no, of no, motivation. No, 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 no,
1: so, so, Cookie, if, uh-huh. if you were to take your – now, granted, you don't have the degree yet or the education, but if you could take your very uh, infantile kind of <laughs> – understanding of sports psychology. How would you deal with somebody who has this, just a, a solid and firm aversion to catching uh-huh. a ball? And mm-hmm. th- this, they, they, you know, that one side of the play, they, they can, you know, they lock it down. They can make every play that needs to be made. They can tackle everybody. But mm-hmm. when it comes to offense, they, they, they just, they're scared of this, this round inflatable rubber thing. What well, mm-hmm. what would you say to get that person over those barriers?
2: No, I think what I would do for this person, it might be a little bit more extreme. Uh, wait I wait a minute. Extreme. The other person is not motivated. He's not motivated. No, but he's had this hate and this passion and this happiness previously. Now, this person who can't catch, he's never been able to catch. Exactly. No, I, I, yes, I don't, I don't yes. think so either my knowledge so i would do something a little bit extreme you know at first what i would do is i would tie them to a goal post and then i would take a rugby ball and i just have five of my good friends uh just throw the rugby ball at them just constantly you know i would that that is most definitely a hate crime that no 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 because it would be there, there would be different cultures of people with me so i'd have an asian friend i'd have uh my british buddy uh, I'd have my white boy, uh, my other white boy, and then I'd have my Hispanic friend, and we'd all just throw rugby balls at at, at hey, uh, that hey, person. To,
1: to be fair, Cookie, if this guy is just a a you know a, was it a cisgender white uh-huh. male blonde five foot nothing, and we just take him to the his, his he doesn't matter, right? Like we could uh-huh. just do whatever we want to him.
2: No, no. I mean, you, some people might consider him an incel. So you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
0: how how is this person an incel when this person most definitely has a girlfriend that this person
2: definitely has relations with? Can she get on the podcast and confirm it right now?
1: Uh, I don't. I don't hear her confirming it now.
2: I don't hear any confirm confirmation. Fuck
0: <laughs> both of you. <laughs> Fuck you. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, uh, let's talk about wrestling. All right, so last night was night one of a-
1: what? You, you gotta you gotta preface this. This is episode one hundred point nine
0: nine. Oh, this is I would even go as far as to say that this is episode one hundred point eighty something. Because I can foresee us not having another full episode. <laughs> ever. Ever again. Ever again. <laughs> I, I think I think Tolbert just really just quit the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think like the last appearance was Tolbert, of Tolbert was him logging in to the hardest part of the ring, the apron bump podcast, and then just logging off forever.
1: His, well, his dying breath was saving that chicken wing on your deck.
0: That was it, he's dead now, he actually died. We, we killed off a character on our show. Uh, no, Tolbert is uh, working again, and he just kind of ignores our wrestling chat, so there we go. Yeah anyways last night was night one of wrestlemania uh we I, I will like i would love to say that uh we all got together and watched it but mike uh, put
1: the kibosh on that and said no man i'm not gonna probably watch it like so i said i said we were getting ready for my son's one first birthday party by drinking a case of beer yeah, I mean that's how that's how you do it when you're, uh, you know, in the situation that I'm in. So we we got together and we grilled steaks and we got stuff prepped for today. Wait, wait, what what is the situation you're in, Mike? What do you mean?
0: It just sounds like depression. Do you have you have you talked to anybody about this depression?
1: No, no it's it's called general apathy, Aaron. It's you know you're trying to you're you're thir- almost thirty two years old. your life you've gone through multiple you know graduate programs you've got a family to feed you got a wife who's got her own dreams and aspirations you got to figure out what you want to do and how you can best put your foot forward to provide the life for your kids that you want them to have and how can i buy a boat Hmm. why do you need a boat because that is that is that's the next echelon i need to i need to buy a boat
0: and you do that by logging on to other people's uh, Peacock. That that four ninety nine a month is. Yeah, I mean, you know what?
1: Five dollars adds up quick. That that using other people's logins for. I, I uh, you know I just want to say I said I didn't need your Peacock login. I had my own once the whole thing whole shebang started. How how did you have your own? I have my cryptocurrency bootleg online streaming service. I paid with Litecoin this year, in case anybody cares. It's got the fastest transactions and lowest fees.
0: This podcast brought to you by Litecoin.
1: Hey, actually, don't do that because Litecoin's kind of like a dead crypto. It's, it's it's there. It's it's kind of a historical thing, but it doesn't have anything good going for it other than its speed and its efficiency.
0: Oh, there you go. All right. Uh, so we we were all able to watch WrestleMania last night, night one at least. This we. It is about 6 o'clock on Sunday. We are going to be watching night two all in our own little bubbles again. Uh, But I would like to talk a little bit about night one. Night one being um, on Saturday night. Guys, I was not excited about watching WrestleMania until the the uh the pre-show, and I actually kind of got into it. I didn't know a lot of the storylines. I have not been watching a lot of WWE lately, but it ended up being a very fun event. I did not realize how much I missed wrestling fans. One, I hate wrestling fans, but getting to hear them yell actually kind of got me pumped for this event.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree. I literally had, like, no care about WrestleMania uh, or anything at work,
0: else.
1: Yeah. Well, somebody at work asked me if I was going to watch it. I said, well, yeah, I'm going to watch it. It's WrestleMania. But then I started actually like, thinking about it and I go, oh, I don't, I don't even know what is happening. Uh, I don't watch WWE much anymore. Um, the storylines didn't really give it to me, but then I watched Big E's promo. From Friday Night Smackdown. And I I watched that Saturday morning and I was sold. I was like, let me go. Like, let's let's see Big E do it. Like let's see the thing. Um, and so he wrestles tonight. So I'm super excited to see that. And uh, but last night, you know, other than like the Shane Braun thing, which was kind of lame, I, I thought it was a great show, man. It
0: was I like being able to see the fireworks and yeah hearing the fans and just getting out of that Thunderdome where you're, you're kind of limited on what you can do with a set. Seeing a real WrestleMania set last night was so exciting and like satisfying for me as a wrestling fan. Uh, It, it, it got me into the mood like real quick.
2: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, I think it was, um like you guys have already kind of said it like just seeing the atmosphere seeing the actual talk show or pre-show being outside you know having all these things come together and and seeing Vince McMahon come out and hoarsely say welcome to Wrestlemania you know like all of those things together it just you know it, it it lightened the mood you know so it was it was
0: awesome I definitely feel um one, I mean, I don't know if we're I, I feel that we're turning the corner on the pandemic with with the amount of inoculations and stuff like that. So it hopefully we'll we'll be back to to going to WrestleMania and live events soon. I wish that we could have been there like you remember last year we had tickets to WrestleMania. It was a big deal. That would have been something special to see last night. The um the WrestleMania that that we got to see for night one, uh, seeing Cesaro, Cesaro and Seth Rollins having a great matchup, seeing all the the full on bosoms displayed in the women's <laughs> matchup. Well,
1: apparently that's why there was a bunch of blackouts too. Oh
0: yeah, 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 yeah. That definitely, I. It, it, there was a lot of a lot of big things popping out out in uh, in in Tampa Bay last night. But one of the things that I think that like. I felt was such a special moment last night. Well, actually, we'll, we'll talk one thing. Bad Bunny can work, boys.
1: Bro, bro he's a Canadian. Like, I get it that the Canadian is mostly on the guy taking it, but that was that was pretty solid. Uh, oh.
0: I, oh, go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry, Cookies. Go ahead.
2: I was just going to say, of all the people and all the celebrities that I can think of that have gone out there and that have wrestled, um, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Fuck was that cookie? That was my poster falling down. Uh off the wall. But anyway, of all of all posters, the rest
1: that poster's getting ready to move, man. I guess
2: so. Yeah, it's telling me. Don't like, even put it go. back up. Uh no, no, no. I'm good But anyway, um I don't even know what the fuck I was saying. You're bad saying of all the celebrities, Bad Bunny. Of all the celebrities that you can think of that have wrestled, that have gotten in the ring, even fucking Shaq. You know, Shaq didn't do as much as Bad Bunny did. He's the motherfucker. He he got up and did a tornado DDT. He jumped off the top rope, did crossbodies, and did a he did a um Canadian destroyer. The man, the man can work. Give him a contract. Why not? I
0: did not realize the social influence that Bad Bunny presents to the youth of today.
1: I I didn't even know who this guy was until he started showing up on WWE.
0: Apparently, this guy was the most streamed artist of the year 2020. Yep. He won a Grammy. This guy is a big deal. He was the first all-Spanish language uh, number one on the Billboard charts for an album sales. Big deal. And uh, WWE was able to get him in. You could tell this guy loved professional wrestling and really wanted to put on a, a good show for everybody. And, and – he had a pretty awesome intro with that big-ass Mac truck.
2: Yeah, that was pretty sick. Uh,
0: but other than that, we we got to see a really cool main event last night. Um,
2: this was a match that I was really excited about. Go! I'm sorry, Cookie. Hold on, Aaron. Wait, hold on. Can we talk about whatever John Morrison and The Miz did with the whole bunnies thing? Uh, you like, can, yeah. That was, that was
1: weird. Yeah, that was that was a it was lot. so weird.
2: Like, first off, I don't know what was going on with John Morrison, but he looked strung out. He looked, he looked like he needed help. Could and he, I don't know if he.
1: That man looked like he knew that he was going to have to take a Canadian destroyer off of a fucking Latin pop star. That's,
2: uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's exactly what he was. He was shook is what we would call that. <laughs>
1: um,
2: the man was shook. And like, it was, it was just weird. I, I don't know what it was, but hey, kudos, Ms. Morrison, because they put over Bad Bunny. And obviously Damien Priest is Damien Priest. He looked good too.
0: I, and I was, I was thinking about it last night. It really shows you how, like, underrated Miz is as, as somebody to make somebody look good like that. Uh, yes. y- you don't have to be a five-star technical masterpiece to be a good worker in professional wrestling. You just got to be able to, to make somebody look good. And he, he was able to do that
2: throughout that matchup. Absolutely. Absolutely. Aaron, before you go on to uh, to that very last match, that main event, can we just talk about Omos and how big that man is? Yeah. What what are your thoughts on on Omos? That is that man is large. He's just a large human being. And like I loved the New Day and what they did. You know, they isolated AJ and they made him look weak. Until that hot tag, until they got almost in, and he just What's came What's that in a with,
0: hot tag? It, it really was a
2: quote unquote hot tag,
1: supposedly. I'm not not a fan of that entire process.
2: You were so tell me, Mike. Tell me why you weren't a fan. I was a fan just because I wanted to see how how he could work and what he could do.
1: And I think it's I think it's weird. Yeah, the guy is visually, you know, astonishing. Right? Like he's huge. Yeah, but the charisma just wasn't there, and I the the way it went down, like the way you know he pinned Kofi fucking on his back, like it's just not. Like I just I just I I don't know. Like Kofi's a former champion. I agree. Kofi's been in this in this business for fifteen fucking years. Yeah, New Day are one of the best tag teams ever, and for them to go down to fucking AJ Styles and this big giant dude. Just wasn't, I wasn't all about it. I, Uh, yeah. I mean, but like, I'm just some fucking new smart that doesn't know shit about wrestling. So that's on me. I
2: mean, I, no, I kind of agree with you. I think it was a little early to to put the titles on them, but I think the one foot thing that could have been avoided. You didn't have to do that. I think that was absolutely unnecessary, but Vince probably thought it was good shit.
1: As, As soon as I saw like, I was fine with everything up until that point. I'm like, get the fuck out of here.
2: All right, can we talk about the main event, please? God damn it, sure, Aaron. Fine, Aaron. I, I you love this match. You don't even want to talk about Tamina and Natalia? You want, <laughs> want to talk the about greatest. Them? Huh? the workhorse. do not anybody
1: wants to talk about that cook?
2: Jeez, man. You don't want to talk about Mandy Rose slipping on the ramp?
1: I thought that was funny. I did B- laugh B- my ass off. Bitches be at slipping, bitches be B- 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 slipping.
0: Jasmine uncontrollably laughed during that. So that was that was a good portion. She was very entertained as somebody that's not necessarily a wrestling fan, somebody that, that has an appreciation for wrestling, but not necessarily a a super fan like us. Mm -hmm. She was very entertained throughout. So I, I think that they had a great presentation. I, so let's talk about the main event. I thought the main event was one of the best professional wrestling matches ever for, for two women competitors. But I think that it was a very, very good main event, and it really showcased how much potential that Bianca Belair has and how great of a competitor Sasha Banks is.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. It made made Bianca Belair shine, made her look like a freaking diamond. I mean, she already works well, but putting her with Sasha Banks, they just put on a freaking – clinic man and you could see the emotion afterwards after the match They,
0: you could see the emotion beforehand i think one of the biggest baby face moves of all time bianca belair before they even tie up she's in the main event of wrestlemania she cannot control her emotions starts crying immediately such an incredible like just moment sasha realized that this was like this was going to be Belair's, uh, you know, coming out party on the on this grandest stage of them all, and she's standing there. She starts crying, and you know that this girl's just a, a very endearing and uh, legitimate human being. Um, the shots of her dad throughout the matchup oh, were great. Like, her dad is very into her career, hearing yeah. about her story. She getting past an eating disorder. And uh, being a intercollegiate track athlete, um, she's got a great story. She may not have been like a wrestling fan all of her life, but she has taken to it a lot better than some of the other people that, that they have brought in from other avenues of athleticism.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that shot of her dad just like about to jump over the barricade at the very end of the match, like that just shows That just shows the emotion that was tied into that match, you know. That's going to be a top ten moment. That's going to be behind Kofi King or in front of Kofi Kingston. I'm sorry, and like him winning the title. So like it was, it was a beautiful, beautiful thing all
0: around. Watching it live last night, it 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 just felt like a special moment. Starting off, Uh, I you know, throughout the matchup, I have a thing where I'm like, slow down, slow down, let it let it kind of build. I didn't feel like they were sprinting too um, too much throughout. I think that they had a great pace throughout. Um, Bianca Belair, military pressing. Sasha Banks carrying her back into the ring was a very special moment. Um, That whip from the hair, absolutely (laughs) incredible.
2: I, Diane and I looked at each other and said, did they just pipe in noise for that? Or was that actually her hair? Like that, you can see the scar on Sasha Banks after she took that. I was like, "Wow, that's that's something." Yeah, Mike, what did you think about it?
1: Yeah, talk you to know, us, Mike. I, I uh, you get you got to appreciate. It. I, I'm a big Bianca Belair fan ever since she actually military pressed some one of those chicks on the invasion angle of NXT when they started like bleeding them in together. Um, huge fan. You know, you hear about if you read shit online, you hear about her work ethic and all that sort of stuff. Um, there's actually a video of her running some kind of like gauntlet, um, like relay thing, and she got like the best time in NXT history in terms of the training stuff. Um, you know, and then you know, so you get Sasha. Sasha is one of the, you know, probably on par with Becky or Charlotte in, in terms of the female workers in WWE and willing to put people over. And uh, you combine the two, and you're going to get this electric match. Unfortunately, I fell asleep because. I was tired, man. And it's late. And I, uh, Aaron's mad at me for not watching it. And I will probably have to go back and watch it because I've heard such great things. But uh, overall, I'm just happy that she got her moment. And I think, you know, put strap a rocket to her, man. Like, she's got everything. She is the EST, man.
0: I really think that, like. WWE can build a brand around her like they've done brands around people like John Cena. They could build a brand around Bianca Belair as this role model for people. And I I definitely think that it was the right decision, the right time. And I feel that she could be a great representation, uh, for a division that, that may not be the best at representing, uh, African-Americans or, or women. Mm -hmm. It could be a great, uh, way for them to uh represent
1: and we we have to mention too like sasha like consummate professional one she looked like a smoke show kind of looked like the joker out there yesterday with the two-tone hair and uh just you know you know that you i don't want to speak for her because i don't know her or anything like that but just you I, i guarantee she was so happy to do the job and like put her best foot forward so Bianca could have that stepping stone to become what she may become.
0: I sent a a video to to the group chat a little bit ago. It is actually somebody got video of of Sasha after the match, and she's giving Bianca this moment. She rolls out of the ring, and you can see on her face, she is just smiling. She can't contain how happy she was for Bianca Belair, and it just seems kind of speaks to the kind of person that Sasha Banks is and how gracious she is to, to, to her competitors in professional wrestling.
2: Yeah. One of a kind, both of them, honestly, both of them, one of a kind, man. Honestly.
0: I know uh, when this comes out, it'll be probably too late at that point, but what are some of the things you're looking forward to here in night two? And I know um, Jasmine's very looking, uh, she's looking forward to edge. (laughs) She likes edge. So we will be watching that, definitely. The Nigerian drum match, I'm excited about to see how this gets pulled off. That would be uh, Big E's match, Mike. It's a Nigerian drum match, whatever that is.
1: Yeah, I I don't know anything about night two other than Edge and they like, Wedge Daniel Bryan in there.
0: Oh, you get Uh, The Fiend against Randy Orton as well.
1: I heard The Fiend is kind of like this, like, even more demented kind of Scarred Michael Myers, kind of fire guy now. So yeah, he's melted. That's now. that's kind of cool. Um, I don't watch WWE, so I'm just excited for what I see on the internet. And that's Big E's promo sitting in a barbershop chair, man, getting lined up. And I'm like, let's go. Like, Big E, he's got the look, he's got the moves, he's got the voice, he's got the words. Let's go. I just want, I want Big E to fucking go everywhere.
2: Oh, yeah. I I think that's going to be the highlight of the night along with the edge and the Roman Reigns match. Other than that, I'm not really looking forward to to much. Uh, You know, Oh wait, Mike should be looking forward to Nia Jax, his favorite wrestler. She's wrestling
1: tonight. Hopefully she uh, gets pinned in a dumpster and it gets emptied (laughs) and she goes to the landfill and never gets back on TV again. (laughs)
0: And that's how we're going to end this week's episode. That's it. That 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 there it goes. <laughs> it ain't shooting
1: if it's the truth, brother.
0: All right. Well, thank you for listening to episode one hundred point uh, eighty seven here on Two Dollars Take a Pro Wrestling Podcast. Hopefully, uh, we'll have toll Bear next week. If anybody can contact that man, I I, I think he's blocked our phone calls. Uh,
1: we need to actually. We we do have a, a small. Grassroots following that probably does want to to hear us um, rate a uh, Arn Anderson versus Ric Flair match
0: at some point. A, at some point in the near future. future. Also, I think that finally, I, I'm I'm going to pull the trigger and, and Tolbert's going to get um, Shane McMahon and Vince McMahon against HBK and God. I I, I think that we kind of missed the uh, missed our opportunity of airing that before Easter. You know.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, God got his revenge last night, so you I don't know. Do. I, this, this rivalry might be uh, ongoing.
1: That's right. That's the only thing long-term that WWE's booked in a long time, buddy.
0: Well, thank you for listening to $2 uh, stake, whatever we're called, a podcast
1: wrestling pro. The, the podcast, according to Apron Bell.
0: All right. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.